Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 493 starts right after a word from mall-forall.com. I'm sorry, that's mall-4-all.com and NBS Central. Not only at mall-for-all.com, with over 600 stores, you will find more choices than anywhere else in the nation or the world, for that matter. Mallforall.com provides a central shopping center for all of your basic needs from various affiliate stores, from auto and auto parts to travel and tickets. They have several affiliates and brands to choose from for your shopping needs. Click on the banner of your choice and shop. Over 100 million items to choose from. Have fun shopping. Mall-4-all.com. That's M-A-L-L-F-O-R-A-L-L.com. Attention sports lovers, nothing but Sports Central is the place to go for all the latest sports news and analysis for everything sports. The NBS Central app is the only sports app you will ever need. NBS Central is nothing but sports. The mobile app delivers all of the NBS Central content, including the weekly NBS show podcast, past shows, articles, links to their Facebook and Twitter feed. Listen live to the NBS show every Tuesday from 8 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call the show live, 347-826-9494. If you miss the live show, listen to it on the app. The NBS Central app is available for download on iTunes and the Android Store. And visit their website, mbscentral.com. For nothing but Sports Central, mbscentral.com. My thanks to mbscentral.com for being a sponsor tonight of the Talk to Q radio show, as well as mall-4-all.com. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. We're talking about women having the power in the dating game. All right, so I'm going to take you back through time a little bit, okay? We're going to go back to through history. Um now, of course, depending on your age, you may or may not know how things were back in the 50s and the 60s and prior to that. But I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. Back in the day, way back in the day, let's say the early 60s, guys could call the shots when it came to to courting, okay? Um, for those of you not familiar with courting, Google it. Um, men were the breadwinners. And that afforded us some luxuries when it came to selecting a mate, okay, because we made all the money, we provided the security. Um, a lot of guys had the ability to choose exactly what they wanted in a mate because at the time, most women were simply just looking for security. They wanted a man who could pay the bills. They wanted a man who could be a provider to the family, you know, who could be a head of house, head of the household, so to speak. All right, and that's just the way things were back then. Fast forward, you know, fifty something years to 2015, and the roles have completely changed. Guys are no longer sole providers of household because, first of all, um, it takes two people to really be comfortable. Um, in a household these days, two people working, I should say. Back in the day, you can get away with one person working. You can survive off of one paycheck. 
Can't do that now. It's hard enough to survive off of two. You know, but guys are no longer the the sole providers of households. Um, in fact, guys these days are rarely providers of households in a lot of communities across the country, which is really a show within itself. But ladies have, you know, educated themselves more. They've increased their earnings. And the result is now they are the ones who are making the mate selection. At least that's my personal opinion. The days when a woman only cared about security are just about gone. Now that she has her own, she can do what the guys once did. Um, she can pick and choose and mate as she pleases. Um, you know, I mean, what does this mean for the guys? All right. That's what we're discussing tonight. And I'm going to go to the phone lines to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and bring on the author, the host, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I am outstanding. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. That's good. That's good. Now, I was actually on Crystal's show um, yesterday. If you haven't heard her show called The Spotlight, you can go to, is it uh, getcrystallized.net? Thecrystalshow.com. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to send this in the wrong place. Thecrystalshow.com. <laughs> That's simple enough. The Crystal Show, duh. Um, they can go to thecrystalshow.com, and you can find um, a, show, a little feature she has called The Spotlight. And I was spotlighted. And so yep. I figured, you know what? With the huge following that I have, it should be no problem breaking the internet within the next 24 hours. So, you know, I know, Caitlyn Jenner, you better watch out. So, I, you know, want all of my listeners, if you want to learn more about me, because, you know, on this show, I mainly kind of let you all do the talking. You know, I may throw in my two cents here and there. I may step on my soapbox now and then. But, you know, for the most part, it's about you. Well, this was an opportunity for it to be about me. She asked me about the show. She asked me about my blog. She even asked me about my personal dating life. I mean, the nerve, right? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear a little bit more about me and a part of me that I really just don't issue out all the time, go on over to thecrystalshow.com, check out the spotlight, and for 34 minutes, sit back and be entertained. All right? Be sure to do that. And I appreciate you having me on, Crystal. It was a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Okay. We'll go ahead and jump into it. I'm sure there'll be some other callers in just a moment. So, Crystal, here's question number one. Do you think that, you know, we're talking about 2015. Mm -hmm. Do you think that women select men when it comes to dating, or do men still select women, and why? Oh, I guess in 2015, the way it is now in the last several decades, or a couple of decades anyway, it has um, gotten to a point where I think more women select. I think we always really have selected guys. Um, it's, it's a misconception that um, because a lot of women like to wait for the guy to come over to them or to initiate, the dating process or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that we are not actually selecting them because we get to say no. Oh. And I think of it like just something as simple as like 
being in a club or you know a party on or whatever. On a Tuesday. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're you know the girl is kind of waiting for the guy to come over and and asked her to dance. Hey, but now, but many women know they've already decided on the guy before he even gets there whether or not um, he she's going to actually dance with him and. I'm sure many guys have um, experienced the whole where they kind of look at him for a second, <laughs> like a pause, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, "Okay," <laughs> or, or <laughs> "No, I'm I'm good, thank you." So it's kind of you know it's the same kind of thing. Even though men come to us, we are really the one who who does the choosing. Um. And I say I in mean, the last you, couple of decades because before it yeah, was, I was gonna say, literally I was gonna say, like yeah. the guy chose the woman and that was out of their the particular culture right. or whatever. I mean, even Willie Hutch, Hutch had a song about it. Oh. <laughs> yes, choose me. <laughs> or I choose you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we do. I think we do the choosing even though we like to wait for the guy to possibly initiate. Okay, okay. Now on Twitter, your uh, your boy chimed in, your co-host Dre, and he says that um, he thinks that women are doing the selection because they have different agendas, and that they're not just staying at home anymore. It's more partnership based than relationship based. Um, so it's almost like he's speaking from like they're looking at it from a business perspective. Do you agree with that? You know, women look at a lot of different things when they're choosing a mate, um, of whether or not they're going to actually go out on a date with someone. Uh, of course, going out on a date means absolutely nothing, really. It really <laughs> doesn't. No. But, you know, to even say yes to that or something, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone has different types of agendas that they may have. So, you know, yeah. You, I mean, you can say that. I don't necessarily see it as just business but um it depends on the woman you know some women do have um an agenda and even though now we see you know a lot of guys like to look at reality tv shows and think that they're actually real (laughs) and so they talk about the women on there as if this is what women do all the time but um but uh, many women have always, in their ch- choice making, have determined whether or not this person would actually be a good husband for them, or whatever they're looking for, before they actually decide to date them. Okay, so let me ask this, because this is something that I think I heard you mention on your show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what show it was, or back in March or something like that, about how women are instinctive and they kind of just it's almost like something within them can sometimes attract them to a mate um and maybe it's just that you know i mean i'm talking like you know more primitive type instincts where just that need to yeah yeah then that Mm -hmm. need to be a part of a union and to start a family and to have protection and things of that nature. So are women ignoring these instincts now and making more choices with their heads, more so than their, you know, I guess, biological makeup? Well, again, it would, you know, depend on the woman. But um, what you're talking about is biological, and that goes for males and females. 
uh, males do the same thing. They, um, when they, when you look at a woman's body, um, the a woman who has the different proportions from her breast <clears throat> to her waist to her thighs is a biological trigger for men to see that this woman is able to bear children. Yes, so Lord. that's a that's an instinctive. <laughs> yes, there's an instinctive thing that men have. Now you think, oh, she's just fine, but there's a reason right. why you think that is attractive. So that's the same thing as a, as a female who looks at a guy. You know, is he virile? Is he, you know, does he have security? Can he protect the home? So that kind of a thing. But of course, nowadays, um, as far as protecting the home and all that kind of stuff, a lot of women have foregone relationships and the family. And by the time they're 35, maybe even 40, do they start to say, "Uh uh-oh, I I think I want a relationship, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a real, because they've been focusing in on the career. But by the time they get to that point, their choices may have changed and their desire, or they may feel that, okay, now I'm 40, so I'm not, I'm probably, I don't have that many eggs left, so maybe I'm not going to have any (laughs) kids, so forget it. And um, they focus in on just pleasure, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys do. They focus in on pleasure. So they say, well, ah, I don't need a guy because I already have money. I have a house or whatever. So they say, well, I don't need a guy for that. So I just want a guy who looks good and who I want a, a bimbo, a male bimbo. So <clears throat> I want someone A like bimbo. That. Oh, my goodness. I've got to write that one down. Yes, I got that from Seinfeld. So I didn't make that up. But, yeah, yeah, a mimbo is a male bimbo. Okay, as much as I watched that, I don't remember that one. Really? Oh, my gosh, Mm-mm. yeah. <laughs> it was um, uh, Elaine was going out with a mimbo. <laughs> that is so, hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, so is it now standard for a woman to, well, I shouldn't say standard. Is it now more acceptable for a woman to date down if she feels secure in being head of the household? Or should she hold out for an equal or greater partner? Again, it depends on what she wants. Um, you know, I've, and when you say dating down, I don't think, you know, like like I was talking about a memo, I don't think women think of them as dating down. You're just dating differently. Now, dating down means you're choosing someone for love or whatever. You, you're wanting an actual relationship but you decided that, okay, I'm not going to find a guy equal to me financially, so let me just get a regular guy, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what that means. So, you know, but I think if she is just dating for pleasure, then it really doesn't matter. Just like men don't care what a woman does. He's like, oh, really? You're a secretary? Who gives a shit? You know? <laughs> I mean, they, you know, you work at the slaughterhouse? I don't care. You know, they don't, they don't care about that kind of stuff. But for women, we have tended to care about where you work, where do you work, what do you do. And um, But, yeah, if you're already successful or, or whatever and that's not what you want anymore, you don't care. Then that doesn't matter. As long as it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that in just a moment. But um, Dre said on Twitter um, that he doesn't think that it's the standard or that it's necessarily something that's acceptable. Um, he says women want equal or better. They're tired tired of quote unquote holding it down. Um, yeah, it does. Get do it you down. agree with that? Oh yeah, I think uh, some women do uh, get sick of it, and I think um, 
and I won't just say black women, but a lot of black women, because I am black, um, so I'm around them. So I know a lot of black women are very tired of having to do that. And there's many reasons why we have to. But, so, I mean, okay. it's just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. And also on Twitter, Sean Boots chimed in. Haven't heard from her in a while. She says, I can't speak for all women, but as a financially secure woman, my answer is no. Um, well, actually, let's see. I'm kind of a question ahead, but let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, where I was able to spend my holiday weekend and bring on the man Buck. Buck, what's happening? What's up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing hey, well, man. How's it going? Hey, hey, Crystal. How you doing? I'm doing fine. All right. You know, Crystal, in the last 72 hours, I've been able to hang with Buck in Pensacola. And uh, last night, I kicked it. Uh, Ray was in town. Cause, you know, his wife yeah. is from here. Kicked it with mm-hmm. Ray and Eminem last night to almost midnight. So. Yeah, cool. I, the Did original... And I didn't take one picture. Uh, well, a picture of me uh, and Buck, but I didn't take one picture. The original Big Three show legends. Yeah, you should have took a picture. How can you not take a picture of that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should have. So, yeah, that'd been cool. But, uh, yeah, I should have. I should have. <laughs> All right, Buck, let me get you into discussion, man. Uh, Buck, is a woman more likely to focus on the more physical attributes of a guy rather than his character, if she's financially secure. I mean, so she's making her own money. She's running her house. She doesn't need a guy to take care of her. Does that give her the opportunity to focus more on his physical attributes? More than likely. I mean, I would think so because, I mean, if she's financially stable, then, yeah, she can focus on things, you know, other things. Uh, Probably not necessarily physical attributes, but maybe some of the negative attributes that he has. Um, and try to either, you know, make him change or she, you know, meet somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, that's what, you know, that's what my experience has been when, you know, as far as that goes. Okay, okay. And you're coming in kind of hot right now on the, uh, I don't know if it's speakerphone or what, but. Um, okay. But, Crystal, what do you think? Is a woman more likely to focus, like, you know, she's trying to find a guy to date, Okay. So because she's financially secure, does that give her an opportunity to focus on the fine guys more so than the guys with character because, or the guys who may be safe and responsible, maybe not so attractive because she has the ability to take care of her own? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I um, uh, Just like with anything, I think, as I was saying before, you know, if she doesn't, if that doesn't matter to her um, or she just wants, again, just pleasure, then yeah, you're gonna focus in on you know the the more attractive guys uh, where she finds attractive uh, the guys with swagger and all of that. Of course, they come with a price, but you may not care about that price because you're not looking for anything long term, or um, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now let me get caught up on this question on Twitter from Sean Boo. She said, I can't speak for all women, but as a financially secure woman, my answer is no. Character still holds the same significance. So for her, character is more important than the physical. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, that's good too. <laughs> Back on question two, Mo Bella Hughes chimed in, and she says that in her opinion, dating a man that makes less than me is not dating down. Someone with a work ethic not as good as mine is. Okay, so that's interesting. Right. What do you think about that, Crystal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know, in a job market, like I've always said that it doesn't matter how much necessarily that the guy makes. What it is is do you care about your career? I mean this this guy may be um you know, he may have his own business and he may be, you know, doing his own thing and he may not be pulling in right now a lot of, you know, cash flow. But he loves what he does. Or he may be doing a job that's, you know, what you consider basic, but he loves it. And so, if the, I mean, if that kind of thing is important for anybody, just period. I mean, I mean, let's say you met a guy who was working a job that paid him a lot of money, but he hated his job. That means, he, you know, he's not going to be as, you know, fulfilled. So that that's, that'll speak to his, what he acts and, you know, how he is around you or whatever. I mean, so, um, so that, yeah, that is more important. And, you know, when you're thinking about relationships, are you happy with you, with your job, with your life, where it's going, et cetera. So. Okay. All right. Three, four, seven, two, zero, two, zero, two, one, five is the number on the talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Um, but how will women having more power of selection than ever before change the way that we date now and in the future? I mean, so women, you know, are definitely, in my opinion, calling the shots. So how does that change the dating future? Well, I think it might be a little bit more selective um, in the future. I think right now, to a point, they're not selective. Not all women, but some women, are. they're just, they're just choosing and they're getting themselves in circumstances and situations that are not necessarily, you know, their standard. You know, I always say that you have to have a standard about yourself. It doesn't matter whether you're a woman or a man. You have to have a standard, and you know what you like. You know what type of person you would like to be with. However, sometimes, whatever the situation may be, whether you might be a little bit intoxicated, high, or just, just hard up or something, you make a bad choice. And those bad choices get you into relationships because it may feel good to you at the moment, but sometimes you get put yourself in situations that you don't know how to get out of because you don't know what to say or you don't know what to do to get out of that situation. So I think, you know, for women in the future, I think if they stick to what they like, their standards, what they're looking for, uh, I think they'll make better choices and they won't be in you know, they won't be in bad relationships as a result of it. Crystal, how do you think um, women making the selection now more so than ever will affect the affect the dating future? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's still varied. You know, I think that um, how it affects, I mean, it, it depends on what type of guy that they're actually interested in. Um, I was watching... Uh, it speaks to this. I was watching a show called um, uh, what was the name of it? Married, um, Married at First Sight, or something like that. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, they had a black couple on there, <laughs> which infuriated me. But anyway, 
she, the girl, she said that she wanted a particular type of guy. She was very, she was also <clears throat> very independent. She was very successful in her particular career, and she was, you know, doing well for herself, and this is why she did this. So she said she wanted a man who was traditional and who was um, strong and confident and, you know, all those things. And so they chose a um, guy for her who was all those things. And she realized that she really didn't want that. So, you know, again, when you um, when you think about being a particular type of person or you think about your mate of what you want, you also have to, as I always say, look back and think about does this person actually would actually want to be with you or what actually goes with that when you say you want someone who's traditional. <clears throat> and what she ended up getting was a man who had certain types of she he liked the way women uh in the male and female roles were very specific like women cooked and they um you know they took care of the home and I mean they can have a career but that's was was his idea of of a marriage and that wasn't wasn't her idea but then again she said she wanted someone traditional um so she didn't um look at what that really meant so I think when you're able to have more choices, you have to think about that as well. You have to think about, well, I'm an independent woman. I'm successful. I'm doing this. What kind of guy would actually be okay with that? You know, mm-hmm. and it may not be who you think it is. You know, um, so that kind of speaks to when we talk about dating down. Um, yeah. I don't like really like that term per se because it get it gets misconstrued because you have to look at okay, I, let's say I'm a corporate woman, I'm a VP of something, and then I see a guy who's a bus driver. Um, in other words, blue-collar versus white-collar, I guess. And maybe um, even though he's a great guy, just on a general level, would we be able to really relate to each other in our lifestyles and then mm-hmm. in the choices that we've made? So those are kind of things you have to think about. you know. And so that's why you would maybe you would think, okay, well, I need to date someone a little bit more compatible with my life so okay. i think that's how it would change it would it changes your choices you have to be more um mindful of who you choose it's not as simple as it was 40 years ago yeah i agree with that you definitely have to be more thoughtful uh mobella hughes chimed in and said that um when you settle for no good men, sadly, you might struggle raising no good children as single women. And uh, that, that's all a part of it, you know. So when you make your selection, um, I mean, that's that's part of the equation that should definitely be considered. going to take a oh, yeah. quick break, and I do mean quick, and hear a short word from a sponsor called All Borrow. Do you want to borrow money? Allborrow.com. List where you can borrow money from. Allborrow.com. And it gets no quicker than that. Allborrow.com. <laughs> Ten right. seconds, baby. Get in, get out. Gotta love that. I appreciate them <laughs> for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. Okay, so a few more questions on this. Um, but back to you. So things have changed over the last 50 plus years, okay, when men basically called the shots when it came to dating. Uh, now, women call the shots, at least that's the way it appears to me. Has the role reversal in society caused women to act more hard 
and men to act more soft? Yeah, I think so in some cases. Um, simply because, I mean, I think, you know, a society as a whole has been dumbed down to a point. You know, we have, uh, we have, we have not progressed, we've digressed. Um, we haven't done the things that are necessary to kind of keep pace. You know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, women knowing what they're, you know, knowing, you know, I'm not a traditional guy when they have women. I'm, I'm just as happy with a woman coming out there to help me change the oil as I am doing it my damn self. I always thought it was kind of sexy, a woman coming out there working on a car. I know Crystal's not like that, no, but she's still yeah, sexy no. anyway, right? <laughs> right? But anyway, that's, what, that's why I was kind of, you know, I, you know, this for me, you know, Crystal's like, Crystal, I'm going to pick on you a little bit, but it's going to be a good, good pick and not a bad pick. Crystal likes a guy that Crystal likes a guy that uh, you know that you know does some you know touch the grass, wash the car, walk on the car, those type of things, the manly type things. Okay, and that's good. You know that's what she likes, and she wants to stick with you know that type of person that would do those type of things. However, you know for me, you know, and I don't expect Crystal. If, Crystal and I were dating or something like that. I don't expect Crystal to come home and make sure my meal's cooked, you know. She's got her own job. I got my job. You know, the kids are grown, gone, what have you. I come home, I'll, you know, I'll call her and say, hey, look, you know, I will make sure, let's go out and go grab something to eat, or I'll have food ready when I, I'm going to beat you home, so I'll have, cook, I'll have food cooked for you when you get there, you know. And those are, you know, to me it's a two-way street type thing. You know, so I don't expect the lady that I'm dating to make sure my food's and hot and plate. You know, you know, I don't, I don't give a damn about any of that. But you know, you have to know what you like and how you like it. You know, so and what may be good for Crystal may not necessarily be good for me. So you know, those are things that you have to kind of keep a keep a constant eye on. And if you do those types of things, you know, then, you know, the relationship will work out. And women now, these days, you know, I think, like I said, you know, they have kind of made some of these guys soft, and the guys kind of have to regroup and be real men. I mean, we have to be real men and do things, do the types of things that women, you know, they, they want us to do. Just because they bring it home to bacon don't mean we stop bringing home ours. So, you know, we got to still be men. We still have to do the things that we're supposed to do in order in order to keep those women. Because if we don't, then you know we'll be the, on the outside looking in. Crystal, what do you think? Are you know women making all the choices now, making men soft, and is it making women harder? I think there's been uh, lots of role reversals, definitely mm-hmm. happening. Um, there's lots of things that have been accepted, uh, more accepted as far as behaviors. So um, I think that with men, some men who have decided, well, I don't have to be this macho guy because some guys didn't, that's not who they were anyway, but they had to be because that was the role they had to play. So now I feel as they are saying, well, I don't have to do that. So I can just be a regular, I can just be myself. You know, which may mean that they're softer or whatever. And um, 
and for women, they have learned that, you know, in certain parts of the business world, you know, whatever, whether they own their own business or they're working corporately, that they have to act and be a certain way in order to get the job done. So that translates a lot of time into their regular life because it's hard to shut that off once you once you get going, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and I find some women that, who are very, you know, uh, strong or um, aggressive or whatever uh, tend to like men who are softer because of balance. I think yeah, they always yeah. look for a, a balance. Yeah, opposite attack. Attract. Mm-hmm. Attack. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> a little Freudian slip there, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, there's some truth to that for sure. There's some truth to that for sure, because I, I, I don't get along well with, with hard women. Um, I understand some women have to kind of, you know, take a certain approach, a certain approach because they get forced into it, you know, because some guy left them high and dry with a baby and didn't step up and fulfill their responsibilities. But by the same token, if she can't cut it off when I come around, then, man, that's a problem because it's, it's almost like having two dudes <laughs> in a relationship, and that's just not going to work for me. So I need my women to be soft. I'm not saying you can't be strong, but be strong in kind of a of a spiritual sense or, or a supportive sense or something. Don't be strong in regards to you trying to wear the pants in the house because it can only be one person to wear the pants. And, you know, if if you're a hard woman, you definitely need a soft dude that's going to allow you to wear the pants. But uh, I like my pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> Very well so put. I, yeah, I, I like my pants. So I got to be the one wearing them. And it's not to say that before all, you know, the feminists come out and say, oh, you're just being chauvinistic, blah, 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 look. I'm going to put it to you like this. It doesn't mean that you can't be equal when it comes to making decisions and getting things done. All right. However, every team has a leader. Okay. The Patriots are a great team, but Tom Brady is their leader. You got to have someone that, you know, is going to kind of take the forefront into everything. I mean, he's going to take the criticism when it goes wrong, but, you know, he also gets some credit when it goes well. So, that's kind of how I look at it. We're still teammates. I'm just a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but you can be the running back. There you go. There you go. She scored all the points, you know. Right. <laughs> Let me go to the 910 area code by way of Big Spring, Texas, to bring on a man who plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's happening, bro? Hey, what's up, Q? What's going on, Crystal, and anybody else who's on right now? Buddy. It's just us three, me, you, and Buck. And Dr. Buck, Willis, what's up, Buck? And, uh, doc, wait, you were in Jackson this weekend, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm out of town, man. Yeah. Okay, hey, I missed you. But, um, all right. Know. So, Bobby, huh? men say that they want an independent woman. All right, but, mm-hmm. you know, we we really don't. Okay, women say they want a sensitive man, but they really don't. So has the whole role reversal with women getting getting harder, men being softer, is that causing confusion in dating to a point we don't know what we want? 
No, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I think I think the reason why a lot of guys are saying, "Okay, I want an independent woman," is because they, you know, what I'm saying music influence, you know, our culture. So when they hear these guys who got money and who don't want a woman under them all the time say stuff like that, that's why they want an independent woman. These guys are going out trying to emulate that, but they don't understand that they ain't doing it like these guys. They probably don't have it like these guys. So I think if, uh, the guys with the most options are the ones who want an independent woman because they want that woman to go and do her own thing sometimes so he can go do his thing. And I mean, and, and, and you know, and I know a lot of folks might be saying, oh, that ain't there, you, you know, you work up the wrong tree or whatever it may be, but I'm telling you right now, that's, that's usually the reason behind it. They don't want to wind up under them all the time. But a dude that ain't got nothing or a dude that, you know, don't have options, <laughs> he's going to be the right there <laughs> because he's scared of that other alpha male coming through getting what he got. So, you know, so I think that's the reason behind that. And as far as, like, um, you know, the uh, role reversals and things like that, that's, that's, that's something that has been going on with the female section, you know, sector for a while now because they feel like they don't need a man now, you know, and they've always uh -huh. felt that way. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I mean, that's all you get now. I don't need a man for nothing. And that's all you get. So, so they've been... They've been thinking that the whole time. So I don't think that has anything to do with just a role reversal from a relationship standpoint. They just feel like they don't need us anymore. <laughs> so, you know, and that that's a whole other show right there. Right. Yeah, there's a reason and, uh, for that, too. Uh, why, why is that reason, Crystal? Go ahead and follow up on this. Well, the reason why women, you hear more women these days, say they don't need a man is because they've had to be without a man for whatever reason. We're not talking about who they chose, blah, blah, blah. Just the fact of the matter that most women, or a lot of women, have had to raise their children by themselves or had to, you know, get out there and, you know, do their own thing. And or they're looking at their mother's or parent's situation and say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be subservient to my husband, I'm not going to have that kind of life, or I'm not going to be like my mom and be alone, so therefore I have to make this way for myself. So with that, they're saying I don't need someone to pay my bills or to do the quote-unquote roles that a typical man would do. Mm -hmm. So, And a lot of the, the statements from that comes from the fact of realizing I'm probably not going to have what I want. So they've given up on that piece of it. So they say, look, I'm going to do this by myself. I have to do it by myself. So therefore, I don't need you. You know, if you want right. to go over here, that'd be great. But it's like a defense. It's a defense mechanism. I agree with that. But not, most, of them do, most of them do it because they're, they're bitter and scorned. But, I mean, but there are, there are uh, <laughs> a lot of people. I'm just going to honest. There's a large number of women that, that do realize that, hey, I, you know, I'm better off by myself or whatever. I'm doing it already anyway. But a lot of these women are scorned and just bitter. Well, that's what and I that's just where, said. Yeah. Comes from that. mm. yeah, that's what I just said. Both. I mean, whatever the reasoning that's come of it, come of it, why they've come to this decision. Right. But they've come to this decision either because, yeah, they've been they've been scorned. They've been hurt. No one is there. Dad didn't come around. Their dad or the dad of their children or whatever the situation. Or maybe they didn't have any children to begin with, and they decided, I'm not going to even go there. I'm just going to work on me and my career because they've watched other women or their moms or whatever. So however they reach that decision, 
that's why they read right. it as a defense. Right. Okay. Very interesting take. Very interesting take. Let me go to the 601 area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi, down to the capital city of Jackson. And welcome on my man Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's up, Eminem? Uh, all right. And <laughs> Eminem, I was telling them that we got to hang out last night, me, you, and Ray. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. And uh, I should have man, I should have just just had a recorder going, man, record all that knowledge we kicked around last night. One ten. At the strip club, right? <laughs> uh, not quite. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Eminem, with, Eminem, with women becoming more um, successful in corporate America, could we ultimately see a majority of women in the U.S. as breadwinners with the men being relegated to house husbands? With, you know, because when you think about all the single women right now who are, you know, they're more educated than men, um, you know, they're achieving a lot more success on the job. Um, they're not necessarily making dollar for dollar what men are making, but they're doing better, you know, and we have a good chance that, you know, one of them could be a viable candidate for president. So, I mean, are we going to get to the point somewhere 10, 15, 20 years out where women are the breadwinners and Guys are relegated to house husbands. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that's that's probably gonna come sooner than that. Uh, now it's it's a lot of different reasons why, but I'm gonna throw this angle at you. A lot of it is uh, is the long term effects of a, a lot of <clears throat> households where the women are you know dual role as the breadwinner or whatever you, you you know you might have. So it's certain things you can't teach a child. You know, you can love a child. I mean, the child might, hell, the child might grow up to be President Obama. You know, he's pretty much raised, uh, you know, by his mom slash grandparents. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much a growing trend. But, but the, now the counter side of that, now women liberals would say that's a good thing, but the counter side of that is, you know, dominant, macho-minded guys, is going to be like uh, a dying breed, you know. See, like uh, most most of the time when a guy has a strong male figure, uh, especially, uh, you know, a, a dad or whatever, it's, it's just unconceivable that, you know, um, that the guy is going to sit back and, you know, just lay up and, you know, let the woman, you know, Take care of them and all that stuff because you know, that that old school machoism wouldn't let that happen. So now it's just like it's normal, you know. Like like I know uh, with with myself, Ray, and just from what you know, uh, with, with that that nice article you had about your dad on Thank the Q, you and Buck, you know, us four guys, we wouldn't know how to react seeing our dad sitting on their ass all day in the prime of their work years. You know, while moms just, you know, worked and paid all the bills, you know. Um, yeah. But now, you know, 30 years of, of matrilineal households, now that kind of stuff is almost the norm. So even if a guy is a straight boy with a 
very good education and a very good job, if he wants a job, he thinks nothing of, in a, in a, in a sense, he's not, he doesn't have that culture shock of watching a woman be the breadwinner. So if he goes through a slump on his job or he goes through a time period where the woman has to be pretty much the dominant role in the household, he's going to be way more comfortable than somebody who didn't grow up like that. See what I'm saying? It doesn't make nothing wrong with it. Well, to an extent, but um, it, it's just going to be kind of like the norm. And um, so you go, then you're going to have more and more women, you know, in the business world, walking around, think they got a dick and stuff. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's sad because, you know, I, I, I can't stand to see all these pants suits. You know, it's like, you know, like it's a crime to wear miniskirts because, oh, well, that's just for male satisfaction. So, you know, it's always business pants and all that. And I mean, not that they don't look nice in them, but, nah, man, I prefer skin, you know. So you're going to see just like a changing of the guard on everything. Every woman going to look like Hillary Clinton in about 20 years, the way this shit going. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's going to get that way, though. I think there's a lot of guys laying up playing video games all day while the woman is out there busting her ass at Sonics or wherever she is, you know, she's at. That's my point, though, Bobby. The, the reason they're sitting up doing that is because they don't have that 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 ego that's normally bred by from one man to another where yeah. it's embarrassing for a woman to do that. Just like right now, if you see a little boy at the bus stop get his ass whooped by a girl, uh... The, the effects of it is nothing like it was, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Because 40, 50 years ago, you wouldn't even fight a girl. But if you did, you weren't going to get your ass whooped by her. You You would run before you get your ass whooped by a girl because nobody won't let you live it down. Because that, that yeah. was the, the, the dominant male trait that was passed on from one male to the other. So if you got, you know, uh, the most dominant figure in the household, you know, is a female where it's certain shit you can't teach a boy. Just like it's certain stuff a man raising a girl. I mean, I can't tell my daughter shit about no period. I don't know nothing about that. You know, so I'm just saying. So having that Comes male at the end ego. Of the sentence. Yeah, ha- having that male ego, right. And that's something at the end of the sentence. I, but, but, but just like a woman, on her best day, can't make a man have a macho ego. That just can't happen. You know, okay. that's why the president's so nice. Crystal, um, you said on Twitter that, um, let's see, there are plenty of men who are house husbands. I don't think it makes them less of a man. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, there are men right now who are house husbands. Um, It's just that they have chosen to um, stay at home while, you know, between the two couples, the couple, one stays at home and, you know, raises the kids. Because, you know, um, babysitting and, and all that, that's very expensive. And so, you know, he decided he would stay at home and she goes to work. I mean, I don't think that makes him less of a man. I think it has to do with the choices that they've decided to make. Now, I don't know if that means, I mean, he could be working from home. There's so many um, ways of working from home these days. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be a situation where he decided, well, I can work from home and take care of the kids while you go out and, you know, and work. So I really don't think that makes them less of a man if if that is the choice that they've decided within their family to do. 
what do you think, Buck? Do you think you could ever let, let be? Let an argument pop off. Shit. Yeah, Buck, do man. you ever think you could be a house husband? Buck? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, for me, I'm too much of a, you know, I'm too much. I'm into everything, you know, you know, being a man, working, trying to do things. Now, if I had a job at home, that would be different. Um, I know when Sean comes here next year and live, live, you know, lives here, you know, on a continuous basis, that is something that I actually thought about doing and I'm actually looking into now because Sean's getting ready to be 15. And, you know, these are the years that, you know, the, the board's getting into a lot of trouble, you know, a lot of peer pressure and those types of things. So I actually, you know, and plus, you know, he may be in football or what have you. So I'm going to need to have a job that's going to be more suitable for me to have the freedoms that I need to make sure I'll be able to get them to practice and that because I don't expect anybody else to do it for me. Hey, I expect to do it myself. You have plenty of freedoms. Well, if I'm the breadwinner and I'm the only one, then it ain't that, you know, it's not that big a deal. You know, you know, I don't expect my girlfriend to carry the practice every day. That you know, he's my responsibility, not her responsibility. So. You know, and even if we got married or something like that, you know, that's still Sean's my responsibility. And that's kind of how I look at it. And if I'm, you know, taking a position at home to work, whether it be, you know, costs, insurance, or whatever, you know, my own business or something like that, or, you know, to where I can get home in time to make sure I'm taking care of it, you know, that's my duty as his parent to, you know, make sure that's taken care of. Hey, but see that right there, book is still you still the you still the man of the house. I'm talking about. I thought yeah. we was talking about when a guy is pretty much just sitting on his ass and the, and the chick is pretty much like his mama, that type of shit. No, not necessarily. Just whatever for whatever reason, um, he's at home. I mean, because I, 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 I had it wrong. I I had it wrong. I I, I wasn't you know I wasn't really thinking about just. Parenting, I mean, it's like, you know, a, a person, yeah, that's everybody's job. But I was talking about more in the sense of the role where, you know, the guy ain't working at all, ain't doing shit. He's and, uh, and uh, you know, even if he's taking care of the kids, he ain't doing nothing. And, you know, uh, where back in the 50s, the guy would sometimes give the woman an allowance and all that kind of stuff. I was talking about that kind of shit where the woman is, like, clearly the man of the house. Okay. Okay, I have to take offense to that. <laughs> I have to take offense to that because, um, you know, mind you, because of the fact that so many people actually believe that a housewife does nothing, okay, that she doesn't do anything, but maybe the housewives you've known or women you've known or people, but if you are a true housewife, you're doing something. You are taking care of those kids. Oh yeah. You are. You are going I, I back and forth to school. I'm just like five um, generations of homemaking so women. So work. I got the up respect for that. But but the guys. And the, the guy would be doing work. the same thing. He he would be doing the same kind of work. That's work. Yeah. Taking see, care of his children. But, but, but when a man been raised by a man. But when a man been raised by a man, your pride would not let a woman take care of you. Like you're not, she's not taking care of you. She oh, is. Yes. I mean, just like, just like he is not taking care of his wife. He is, he is doing the role of providing for the home, and she is taking care of the home that he is providing. That's the same 
I mean, it's 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 both our jobs. And see, yeah. that's I think that's the the, yeah, that's that of modern, the problem. Yeah, that's that modern day stuff. When no, stuff, no, the, that's, the reason that's, why stuff works so good in these foreign countries because it's understood. You know, everybody understood what the deal is. You know, it's like you know. Yeah, it, 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 I'm just saying. I, mean, I just want everybody to know that being a housewife, if you are truly a housewife or a house husband or whatever. You do have a job. That job is taking care of a family. And I don't know where, I don't know what household anyone grew up in, but being taking care of children and taking care of the home is a full-time freaking job. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and I mean, and yeah, it, it's, and, definitely, and taking, it's definitely a job. job. I mean, I'm hard. not demeaning. I'm not demeaning taking care of the kids. There ain't no job. I definitely can tell you that's a job. But at the same that's time, that's what a house husband would be doing. He would be taking care of his children. Yeah. But what and I'm he saying, would be though, care of the home. what I'm saying, a macho man, a man raised by a man, ain't finna sit there and take care of no kids while a chick is on the assembly line for 12 hours plus some making overtime. He's not gonna feel right like that. That's what I'm saying. The the mental aspect of it. The man. Yeah, but I think I think, though, I think that that dudes in that situation though. Their, their wives, uh, their girlfriends, or whatever it is, they're not out there on that assembly line. These are women that are making probably close to six figures, not six figures, and they're making more than the guy would make if he goes to work. So I understand what Christian said on that aspect, and I, I agree with that. When a woman make more money than a man, they, they, it's hard for them to be a a a, a, a good spouse because they think they, you know, you know, they think you they kid and shit, you know, so. Well, you know. I don't. I don't necessarily. Well, my mom ain't more than my dad. I don't necessarily agree with that, but mm-hmm. I kind of understand both of what Eminem is saying and what Crystal is saying because, like, if I were in the situation, um, I would probably have so much pride that I would rather work a job and a half to be the breadwinner uh, or just to to feel because you know a man. Well, I can't say this for all men. I have a I have a feeling of responsibility to where I feel like if I'm not doing it or whatever, then I've mm-hmm. somehow let let my family down. Okay, I feel like I have yeah, to be the leader. Bingo. I got to be in the forefront. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But if my pride would make me overwork myself just to be the breadwinner. However, if my wife had the bomb job where she's making a killing. And I know it's better for her to work because I'll never make the money she's going to work. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a house husband. Now, I would, still I would still personally try to work if I could. But if I absolutely could not work, I would much rather be a house husband and let her make the money because that just make, that's just common sense. I'm not going to throw away money because of my pride. But yeah. and I'll be fine being a house husband because it is a job. However, my pride would want me to be on the forefront. You can still be on the forefront with her out there making a, making a break. I mean, you know, what I'm saying? She, if she's got that that type of job, then she that that speaks to her maturity level also. So she under she would understand that hey, you still have your place as the head of the household. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't think a woman in that situation would would do that. I mean, what we're talking about is probably like who rats who may have an edge up on somebody Man, making place. Y'all out. remember that movie, uh, Boomerang? Yeah. I uh, you remember the uh, well? It, this is not the best analogy, but you know how powerful the the role Robin Givens had or whatever. I'm saying, man, it's like shit. You know. It's 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 hard for me to be looked down upon by a female. That just don't don't sit right with me. 
know. I'm not saying it don't exist, but I mean, I, I don't think that I don't think that would be like the norm, though. That that's the exception I would I would believe because this is the thing, man. If if, if I make fifty eight thousand dollars, and let's see, I go get another job because of my prior right, and at, at best I'm probably working half you know uh, half time or something. So. Uh, part time, I mean. So I'm all together. I'm probably making about seventy thousand. If she's making ninety thousand a better, I mean, why would I? Why would I? You know, keep her at home just so I can feed my ego, but take food off the table for my family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just seeing those situations. If it's a situation, of course, I've been there too. If, if it's a situation where somebody advanced or something like that, make more. I mean, it ain't the end of the world. But I'm just saying, just in a in a hypothetical situation where you can control all the variables. Yeah. All I'm saying is the average guy, this is what I'm saying, the average guy that's raised by a man going to feel different about it. It doesn't make, oh. it don't make the people that's doing it wrong. I'm not saying that at all. Right. You know, right. I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to show the, the people the people listening that for for the people, the few guys that's been raised by men, that shit is hard to swallow where a woman is just sitting there busting your her ass and the dude, yeah, you might have the the house clean as a whistle, but it just don't feel it, right. It's just it's just not yeah, gonna feel the same. It, I, sure. I, I know right now, if I, was, if I was raised by women, and my father was raised by a woman, his dad was raised by a woman, I know the way I would feel about it would be totally different. And, and like I say, to the women I do raising kids, it don't make it wrong because that's all they know. I'm just saying that the mentality is something different, right. usually. I agree with that. You still feel pretty weird, but I mean, at the same time, it's you know sometimes you know it's worth putting your pride aside if, if you're putting your family first. You know what I mean? Well, like I said, all the, all depends on the on the mentality of the guy. Because, like I said, you know, some some people can be raised a certain way and then adjust with modern times, and others is just like, you know, it just it's like okay, I give you an example. I give you an example, and and I'm not saying it's wrong for the people that don't do it. But like right now, I don't even have to know a bra. And it to me, if it's if it's raining or something, and it's one umbrella, well, mm-hmm. just to prove how tough I am, they're like, you know, nah, you can have the umbrella. I don't need a motherfucker. I mean, the rain ain't gonna kill me. That's my attitude. But you know, some guys right. are like, shit, man, fuck that bitch. I'm finna stay dry. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, right. like it's the muncho things. And all I'm trying to say is. Right. Uh, on the on the you know even though we just four weeks away from uh, um, well Father's Day passed a few weeks ago, but what I'm saying is the importance of certain things that women don't realize, and it's just like mm-hmm. guys don't realize certain things that makes women essential. It, it, the the role of a man is so demeaned now, especially in the black community. It's just like the reason why it, 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 everything the the. The way a man teaches a boy, traditionally anyway, there were things that was done that the guy didn't know what was happening, but the man was teaching. That's why the the movie Boys in the Hood was so powerful. It wasn't that women can't raise a boy, but it's just like he didn't pet the boy when Trey came home. What the first thing he did, he gave his ass a rake, told him rake all these damn leaves and what's going He wouldn't sit down. Shit. I'm just saying, it's, it's different ways stuff was taught to you. So mm-hmm. when stuff is taught a certain way and you see stuff a certain way whether it's verbally communicated or not it's just a sense of protection that a man gonna have when a woman is in a more feminine 
subordinate type role. It doesn't make you like the woman a slave, but I'm just saying, like, you know, shit. You try you to know. nullify every good point you make. <laughs> Use the word subordinate. Right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. Last last question. Uh, uh, and, Crystal, I'll ask you, do you believe that things are better now as far as dating um, than it was 50 years ago when guys called all the shots. Now that it's more equal or that women are calling the shots. Um, well, I, yeah, I think it is better for women. Absolutely. And I think it's better for um, some men too, because, uh, I think it opens it up for, um, some men, as I was talking about earlier, who don't necessarily, have the extreme macho attitude because the role of the macho guy had been the, their form. They had to be like, like that. So every person is, or every male is not like that, but they had to conform. So now they can be themselves, however that is, whether it's closer to the extreme macho guy or in the middle or, you know, or more effeminate or whatever. I mean, it's whatever they want it to be. Is, is the way they can be now. And same thing for women. There are women who don't necessarily wait for men to ask them out or whatever. So now they can they can just go ahead and, and do it. It's a little slower even in this day and age. It's still a little slower for women or for um, people to accept a woman being assertive or even aggressive or whatever. I mean, they're still called names. I mean... Here we are, as you were saying earlier, having, you know, Hillary being possibly becoming the next president, um, but still she gets ridiculed for everything that she does. And, and people, I mean, the, the pants. It's almost really? like she's black, huh? It's like, I mean, well, yeah. Well, yeah, no, the thing about like, it if is. She her, if she ain't giving her husband no pussy, she ain't on her job, so. Anyway, so, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, I think it's better now overall for all parties concerned. Okay. Okay. Buck, what do you think now? Do you think it's better now that women are able to make their own choices and not have to worry about focusing on security, or do you think it was better the way it used to be back in the day? Well, I think it's, I mean, I kind of agree with Crystal on this one. I think it's a, um, it's better for both parties. Um, I think, you know, women deserve to have a choice and make a choice. Um, I've always thought that. And, you know, it's it's good for them to be able to do that and, and kind of be on the same playing field as us, you know, the guys. Um, I know that's not the belief of everybody, but to me, I mean, I think everybody should have a choice um, as far as that goes. Um, however, I mean, that's something that's continuing to evolve as we, as, as we grow, too. That evolves throughout the relationships that, you, you know, that you're involved in. Um, so I think that's something that's ever-changing. It's not something that's, you know, that's changed for the better or worse as a whole, but to me, I think it's, you know, it's an evolution, you know, as, you know, as you grow and as you go into relationships, out of relationships and so forth, that changes, that changes as well. So I think it's an evolution 
as you, you know, find your mate, so to speak. Okay. And Eminem, I know your take on it. Women, cook, clean, pregnant. I got yeah, that. Yeah. Bobby, what about <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> I think um, I don't I don't think it's better or worse. I just think that there's a paradigm shift with the uh, female liberation, female equality movement. I think that they're just saying, "Hey, look, you know, you're going to recognize us now. We're going to, you know, we're going to do what we want to do, and you're going to either like it or, you know, move the hell on." Um, you know, two years from now, I think we're going to we're going to start seeing women walking around with their damn tits out. I mean, you know, what I'm saying walking around shirtless, just like guys. I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I am too, trust me. I ain't fighting. <laughs> but um, but you know, but what I'm saying though is that there, there's a paradigm shift right now that's going on. Women are moving to the forefront, and I, I mean, I'm happy for them to be honest with you. I mean, I, I you know, I want to see them, you know, uh, get equal pay. I want to see them, you know, voice their opinions. I want to see them, you know, do well. So I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I, you know, I, I congratulate the women on that. Kudos. So okay. I, I don't, I don't think that makes it better or worse. Though I just think it's just a shift. That's all. Okay. I mean, personally, I think it makes my stock go down. You know, because, like, back in the no. day, when women just wanted security or whatever, then it's like, okay, I, I, I got that. I got you, you know. But it's like now, since women had their own security, now I got to, like, lose weight and everything. So now I got to do push-ups, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, so now I got to go to the gym and everything because all of a sudden my financial stability doesn't mean anything anymore. I got to have six-pack abs instead of a keg. I mean, you know, where they do that. So, all right, we'll move on to the next topic. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. I don't know if you all have heard of this term before, but it's called sextortion. And it's sexual exploitation that uses non-physical forms of coercion to extort sexual favors from the victim. Now, politicians use this to get sexual favors in exchange for granting permits and licenses. <laughs> uh, teachers actually use it on their students to trade good grades for sex. And the old-fashioned way, um, you know, of getting promotions by sleeping your way to the top. However, there is a more sicker and perverted form of sextortion out there. An example is how predators use this on underage kids. Um, and what they'll do, they'll talk the kids into sending like a sexy photo. And it might be something mild, like a, a picture in a bra or in underwear. And then what they'll do, they'll take that photo, normally through Snapchat, they'll take a screenshot of it, and they'll threaten to show that photo to all of their social media friends unless they give the predator what they want. And sometimes what they want can be more explicit photos or por pornos or even sexual favors. Now, there was a um, a guy by the name of Anthony Stancy in Wisconsin. He was 18 years old. He got 15 years in prison back in 2010 when he posed as a girl on Facebook to trick some male high school classmates into sending him nude photos, and then he used that to blackmail them into homosexual sex. There was a, another guy um, named uh, Lucas Chancellor. He was 26 years old. He got 105 years in prison uh, because he was getting pictures from girls and then blackmailing them into child pornography production. So it's very serious what these people are doing. They're taking just a little small picture, 
and flipping it into a big deal and scaring these kids into doing other things. So, um, Eminem, I'll start with you on this, man, because, you know, like I said, this is a pretty serious thing. How can parents who don't always know the power of social media protect their kids from predators who can easily manipulate the children? Well, um, well, first of all, you know, a parent has to be, you know, pretty much vigilant in, in, in you know, what their kids are kind of into, you know, uh, boredom and, and uh, they don't mix, you know, that's, it's essential, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a coach or nothing, but it's essential that the kid is in some uh, activities or something that involves a lot of time because a lot of times that, that's what's needed to just kind of uh, keep them from, you know, just getting uh, certain curiosities. And you know how I keep them when they're bored. They, you know, uh, well, when before the Internet, kids used to be bored, just, you know, kick a can and pick up a rock and, you know, throw it and, you know, fuck around and break a window somewhere and, uh, you know, take some guns and, you know, shoot up a stop sign. So now they just click, click, click. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this site about. I wonder what this person is and something like that, you know. So that's that's something that that, that can be done, uh, you know, as far as preventative stuff. But as far as something that's happening, like I said, it all depends on how a person raises their kid. Uh, a lot of times stuff like that happens more where, People are more simple, but usually in the hood, you know, like I say, you know, it's ways to prevent that just through violence. You know, I mean, people talk about not promoting violence, but it's just like, you know, somebody doing some shit like that is like, well, you know, that's why sometimes you have to get ignorant, you know, like, okay, you can send this to all my friends you want to, but I tell you what, I'm going to jump your ass, and then even if I don't win, my cousin, that's a this, this, and this. Him and all his crew gonna come here, and they are gonna fuck you up even more. So you might not want to send this picture, but in but in places where kids act more civilized, and you know you can't really threaten them with violence of relatives that might be you know into the streets or something. Well, mm-hmm. you know it, it's a more it's much more dangerous. I, I, it's really more dangerous because that's the target. They usually gonna be more of a target. You know, right. uh, the average predator don't sit around and say, well, look. Let me uh, try to blackmail Pookie that's been raising himself since he was seven years old, now he's 11. Shit, that motherfucker might come over there and jack him, you know. But, you know, this little, you know, um, straight-A student in Beverly Hills and both parents always in Italy and she's basically been raised by the housekeeper and, you know, not really involved in nothing, but she's clicking away. So she's more or less going to be on that hit list. So I think that's sure. sick for somebody to target kids, but the problem is that the repercussions of it ain't strong enough. You know, they always want to come down. <laughs> I appreciate your, your your five cents on this, sir. <laughs> and Crystal, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, like some of the people who are who have been born into social media, they're going to understand how this stuff works when they become parents someday, right? But for people who may be, I don't know, 30 and up, we don't always understand exactly how people are using it to target uh, children. So, I mean, what can we do, I mean, to stay up on top of these type of things, aside from listening to my show? Well, I think just with anything, I think you, um, as a parent, you should be vigilant about what you 
what your child is doing online and, um, you know, always be a part of whatever, not only uh, watching what they do, but also being a friend of what they do, meaning you should create profiles and just follow them. So you get to see what they're posting and what they're, you know, what they're doing. Because, um, and to understand the different things that they use. Most kids don't use Facebook anymore, okay, because they know that's where the grown-ups are. Mm-hmm. So they, they've moved Instagram, Snapchat, and other types of things that, um, you know, we don't know that much about or whatever. But if you have a child who's a teenager or younger, you need to know what these are. So um, so you need to be vigilant in that. And you need maybe even um, find some software to to check their emails and stuff like that, just to know what's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I used to read my kids' diaries and stuff. And plus, when they get online, I, you know, I just, I would just peruse their online stuff because they were stupid enough. They didn't even turn off their, <laughs> they didn't sign out. <laughs> So I just right. need to just get on and see what they're doing. Um, but, but you know, you have to, you know, teach your child about predators, about, um, and not just predators, you know, about people, even their friends and stuff. And when someone is uh, trying to lure you into doing something you, you don't want to do, I mean, whatever that may be, that that is something predators seek out certain types of people. So, um and they, they'll they just throw out a line and see what happens, you know. And if you respond to that, then they know what type of person you are. And so then they continue, whether it's a bully, whether it's, um, you know, a predator who's using this, you know, sex thing you were talking about, but whatever. So you have to teach them how to stand up for themselves. Uh, similar to what uh, Eminem was saying, <laughs> but, you know, but, yeah, they have to be able to take care of themselves. Because you can't be there 24-7. So they have to know what's right and what's wrong, what feels right, right and to trust their instincts and, to, you know, to not play into that. And first of all, then don't take the fucking picture in the first place. You know, <laughs> that's another thing that gets people. They they take these pictures and think it's okay and it's cool and I'm just sending it to my boyfriend, but now it's out there. I mean, yeah, you you sent it to your boyfriend, but now your boyfriend has pictures of you you know, doing other things. And guess what? He's showing it to everybody. He's probably, mm-hmm. you know, someone is um, taking a snap picture of it. Mm-hmm. Or and, and then when you break up, oh, it's everywhere now. Okay, so, yeah. so, yes. So those kinds of things fall into the wrong hands anyway, even without this this premise of someone going to ha- use sexploitation. This could be something else, any kind of... Um, um, you know, where someone can take advantage of you. So you have to teach your child how to maneuver that type of thing and, and you know, and to recognize it. So. Okay. Dr. Willis, I'll let you give your comment on it. Um, I think that uh, Crystal hit most of the points I wanted to make, but um, education is first, you know, sit down with your kids, talk to them, uh, you know, explain what, you know, uh, you know, that there are lurkers out there online, there are perverts out there online that's trying to, you know, posing as, you know, somebody that is trying to get to them. So you have to be aware of that. Um, 
you also, you know, uh, from the technical aspect, you can, uh, Windows has this thing called a firewall. You can set the firewall to, you know, not allow certain things to come into your, uh, come to that machine. And that's for more technical savvy people though. Uh, for those who are less technically savvy, they could, uh, you know, you could buy software and to install on the uh, machine to find out all the things that your child's been doing, um, while they've been on the machine. So there's software for that, spyware for that stuff. You could do that. Also, um, simply just, hey, you know, give your kids an ultimatum. If they're going to, you know, be using your Internet, using the, the gadgets you bought them and stuff like that, they're going to have to share certain passwords with you. And, and, and you know, it ain't like you're going to go on there every day or something like that, but, you know, get on sometime and, and pose to them and see what, what type of conversation folks are bringing to them, you know, and you can learn that way. So there's a lot of things you can do uh, um, from that perspective. But education is one, software, and, you know, just, you know, just strictly, you know, being involved and 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 looking at what they're doing. Okay. And Buck, I mean, um, now one thing that I would suggest to all parents is to, uh, I mean, like you know, kids have phones these days, so phones are kind of private. Um, I don't necessarily agree with kids under a certain age having a phone, but you know, parents do what other parents do. Um, but when it comes to computers, of course, you can always keep it in a common area, like where it's kind of out in the open when everyone can see what's going on. Um, but, um, Buck, if you don't have any skills when it comes to technology as a parent, then are you leaving your kids at the mercy of uh, cyber predators? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we're living in an age now where th everything is easily accessible. Um, kids can get online. And, I mean, we've seen this in our own, you know, with our own selves. Um, it, I think it's, it's very important for us to be computer savvy. I mean, you can type in anything and get on a damn porn site. So, I mean, Eminem knows this quite well. But anyway, um, you know, yeah, I throw that out there. Kind of mess with you a little bit. But anyway. Um, I love it, baby. Oh, yeah. But the, the bottom line of it is, we need to be—you need to be phone savvy. You need to be computer savvy. You need to be tablet savvy, because if you know, kids get in everything. I mean, my child, back when he was eleven or twelve, was already curious enough to start. You know, you know, he see, you know, he watching some of the movies that we watch, and you know, you know, he see titties and ass and all that other stuff, and he started looking that stuff up on the computer. And I mean, we had to jump on that real quick, so that for you know. You know, it got to the point to where he would he couldn't watch any rated R movies. I just I set out a set of movies for him to watch, and when I did that, he's like, "But Dad, I've already seen." That. I said, "I don't give a shit. You, this is what you're going to watch right here. You're not going to watch anything else because I said if you can't watch it, you know, with you know for the entertainment value, and you know, start looking this crap up on the computer and all that, you don't need to see it at all." When I started doing that, then he appreciated what I did for him, and now he has a better understanding of things, and I don't have those issues that I was having with him. I mean, you have to, you know, you have Hello? Hello? Yeah, I think Buck fell off. Yeah, he, he fell off. Kyle dropped. Okay, but I get the point that he's, he's saying, I guess, um, that it is something that you have to address, but I do think that you have to have some skills when it comes to technology um, if you just want to keep from leaving your kids at the mercy of cyber predators. Uh, I mean, there's a dude in California in 2010 who threatened to expose new photos that he hacked into 
um, some personal computers, and he demanded that the owners of the photos pose for sexually explicit videos. And uh, 44 of the victims were under the age of 18. Now, first of all, you have to think, why are 44 people under the age of 18 having new photos on their personal computers? But that's because their parents aren't paying attention to what they're doing or don't know how to prevent them from doing it. Or so, the threat is not great of the consequences. That's, that's something true. That, that's not that's a fit, you know. Say You're it. trying to be your kid's friend instead of yeah. um, putting, putting something on them. So, but anyway, sextortion is something um, that's not new, but it's something everyone needs to pray, pay attention to because um, it's no longer uh, your congressman basically um, trying to grease palms, for lack of a better phrase, to get a bill passed or something. All right, on tomorrow's show, we will discuss how parents can actually influence their kids to be liars, unintentionally, of course. Do we teach kids to lie? That's tomorrow, July 8th at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right, so I will go with final thoughts. Let me get Buck back in here on the line. And Buck, um, I will go with you on your final thoughts, Buck. <laughs> like it, I like it. <laughs> All right. I like that. Uh, nice intro. Um, anyway, I got cut off as I was trying to make the rest of my point. But um, anyway, we, 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 I like what Quincy said at the end of that. You got to be, you got to be a parent to your kids and not a friend. So you got to be savvy on all of these computers and phones and stuff. So you can stay ahead of the game. If you're not ahead of the game, these kids are. It's too easy. To, it's too easy for them to get a hold of this stuff. We got a hold to it when we were kids, man. We were looking at encyclopedias and shit, trying to figure it out. These kids got it right here on the computer and the phone, and it's you know it's at the push of a button. So it's easy for them. They teach it in school. Let's stay on top of it. Therefore, you know what your kids are doing. Be a parent to your kids. Therefore, you won't have those issues. Um, anyway, other than that, great show. We covered a lot of sounds tonight and a lot of different things. Um, just hopefully, you know, we can keep growing and getting this getting this word out so people can understand what's going on. And this is a show, this is a platform that people need to start paying attention to. As long as we keep doing what we're doing as a group, I think we'll go far and I think the the public will learn as well. So I love doing it. Enjoy the great, enjoy it as always. Everybody have a great night. All right, thank you very much, sir. And Bobby Don't Willis. Be the doctor. Oh. <laughs> 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 I tell you, that never get old, man. I love it. Well. Uh, <laughs> You know, good show tonight. Love talking here with you guys, man. Uh, like Buck said, you know, this is a great platform. Um, we have fun, but we also try to get, you know, as much um, knowledge out as possible as far as, you know, life experiences uh, taught us. So uh, I just want to say, you know, thanks for allowing me to be a part of that. Um, as far as the topics tonight, I missed the first half. I, you know, I need to get back on my grind with you guys. But um, as far as what we have talked about, um 
you know, parents, you know, need to stop trying to just, you know, like I said, just be friends with their kids and just be parents, you know. There's nothing to be like, hey, give me a computer real quick. And then just, you know, get on and, and see what, you know, see what they've, you know, look at the history and see what they've traveled, you know, throughout the uh, cyber, cyberspace and find out what they've been doing, you know, and, and, and you know, explain to them when you're done, you know. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with explaining to your child why you're taking such an action. I know there are some people that are hardcore, but like, oh, because I said so, that's the quickest way to lose trust and lose the faith of your child, you know. Explain to them why you did what you're doing, you know, and 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 hopefully they'll understand if they don't, then, you know, they will later. So, you know, get on the computer. Look, see what they're doing. Check their emails, you know, check, see what, you know, what kind of people are talking to them and what are they asking them for, you know, do those things for the younger kids. But um, other than that, though, you know, uh, if you're not tech savvy, you know, there's software out there for even the most novice of, um, you know, technical um Oh, you guys, my uh, sorry about that, guys. But uh, even there's technology out there for even you know parents that don't know anything about technology. You install it on your computer, and guess what? Follow simple instructions. You can find out what your child's been doing all day. So it's not hard. You know, it's just a matter of doing the research and then going out there getting what you need. But you know, in the end, it's worth your child's life. You know, what I'm saying to do to take those steps, especially if you suspect something's going on. You know, your child behavior will give you clues as to if that's something you need to be worried about or not. You know, if they just can't stay off the computer and they just got to go to it and, you know, and, and the behavior is erratic or weird, then, yeah, you need to, you need to start looking. Because those are, those are surefire clues that something's going on. Um, other than that, just want to say, you know, um, everybody have a good night, and I look forward to chopping up with y'all tomorrow. Okay. I appreciate it, sir. Always good to have you take time out of your practice to join the show. Give us a lot of knowledge. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Yeah. That's your theme song in the kids' house. <laughs> All right, well, um, first of all, um, with this exploitation, again, yeah, what everyone just said, which is make sure that you're you're watching your children, which is what you're supposed to be doing. You're the parent. You're supposed to be a parent. And, um, and of course, being a parent is not always being popular with your kids. And, you know, they're going to call you crazy. They're going to call you all kinds of things. I think if your kids aren't calling you stuff, and pissed off at you at some point, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, mm. So your kids are supposed to think you're a little off, <laughs> I, agree. I think. But um, in-house husbands, again, what I was saying is that um, we're not I, – I wasn't taking it as uh, a a guy who was just kind of lazing around the house and just, you know, breathing my air, <laughs> as I call it. <laughs> And you know, and I don't, I don't take it, take it as that as a house. That's not a house husband. That's just some guy laying on your couch. But um, and the operative word is husband, and it means that you're married and that you you have a partnership. So if for you know whatever reason you guys decide that you know he's going to stay at home, you know maybe he's working from home, maybe he's just staying at home. 
you know, and your income is able to do that because you, I think you guys make some really good points about them making more. And then you take care of the kids. I mean, there is something about someone being home when a child comes home or someone being at the um, picking them up from school and waiting for them, you know, as they do their extracurricular activities or whatever, and for them being able to do it, you know, to be able to do those things that they want to do. So it, it it's a lot of time and effort in all of that. So it really is a job, and it's hard. And even running a house is a job if you're doing it correctly. I used to do that. I yeah. was a housewife for maybe a couple of years. Um, and I worked. <laughs> I was working. And I had a schedule every day in order to make sure that by the time my husband got home, there was food on the table. And it wasn't just food. It was a meal. <laughs> so, so anyway, so it's, it's, it's work. And at that time, I didn't have any kids, but it, that's work. Um, as far as women having power, again, I think that um, nowadays, I think probably within the last decade or, or more, that women have had choices where they really make the choice for the mate, um, mm -hmm. even though the guy may think he's choosing her. <laughs> it's really not the case. <laughs> you know, it's really she's choosing him in actuality. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, you mm. wouldn't be with her if she didn't choose for you to be with her. Um, now, but does that mean that she makes the right choices all the time? No, because we are driven by what is attractive to us. And so, and that's something to think about, and that's another topic about, you know, why are you attracted to these sons of bitches? I mean, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracted to the assholes in the room. <laughs> so, anyway, um... So yeah, so I think that women, um, I think sometimes it's a role, re complete role reversal. Um, I I quite like pantsuits. I don't particularly care for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that is me. And mini skirts, I can't see wearing a mini skirt to work. But I work in a medical field, so that wouldn't be too cool. And <laughs> you know, we mm. always wear pants. We wear either pants or we're wearing scrubs, so that's mm -hmm. like. Yeah. So I don't really have that kind of a, you know, office where I'm I'm walking around in suits all the time. Anyway, oh. I'm in scrubs. But anyway, <laughs> I like pantsuits, damn it, and that's what I usually buy when I buy suits. I buy a whole bunch of pantsuits, or I buy the wardrobe which has a skirt attached. Just in case. So I'm prepared. Any, uh, okay. Anything prepared. I got both. <laughs> But anyway, um, have a good show. Look forward to your next show. All right. Thank you very much, Crystal. And uh, I think Eminem will probably uh, beg to differ when it comes to who chooses who. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Courtesy of the crew. Never, never go ahead and shut it down, man. Oh, man, fantastic show. Of course, any night I'm on is going to be fantastic. But I uh, love the form yeah. you give everybody, and uh, I love the, you know, the 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 different spectrums and everything. But, uh, you know, uh, you know the stuff with the, well, I'll talk about the kids stuff first. You 
know, everybody had great points, and, you know, um, uh, and I, I agree with, you know, everybody's point. The only thing, like I say, I like to add is that, yeah, you know, you need to know tech savvy. You need to know this, and it's good to create profiles and do all that. But, you know, like I say, there's certain things that, you know, that a, a male line can pass on to a little cub line, and that's like the movie Life, you know, what it's like with shit. We ain't got to put a fence up. You cross that line, your ass getting shot. So if I come in here and it's people in this damn house ain't supposed to be in here, are you doing something you ain't supposed to be on, guess what? I'm not saying you ain't going to do it, but God damn it, you know what's going to happen if I give you get caught. So, you know, threats still work too. And uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the, the, the proud parents to tell you the shit was so real here, knock on wood, and I ain't got no perfect kids by a long shot. But I'm talking about jokers that cussing they – grandmas out and shit like that they come in my yard you know anybody welcome but i already know i i tell anybody now you know goddamn well if i whoop my kids ass i don't think shit about whooping somebody else's ass and if they you know if their parents don't like it i fuck them up too if they can't fight so you know that kind of shit gets in kids heads and, and, and yeah <laughs>
Uh, somebody got to have a, you know, I mean, you know, I always say a boy grew a dick for a reason, you know, so. Eminem, Eminem, I got to stop you for a second, bro. Look, look I, was, I was good with everything you said until you said all of us going to be like Michael Sams. Ain't no fucking way it'll be like Michael Sam. <laughs> Fuck the bullshit, man. You, you fucked it up when you said that. I had to, I had to say something, man. I got uh uh-uh. uh. Twenty years from now, hundred years from now, ain't no ain't, we ain't all turned into Michael Sam. There's gonna be still some real men out there. I guarantee you that. I'm gonna see to it that it is. You know, but you know it, it's you know I, I just think that. The, the, the straight, macho-thinking guy, you know, hey, you know, just put dirt on it, that type of shit. I think all that stuff is going to be in the category of classical music. You know, they don't have record stores anymore, but you know how when record stores used to be the thing, you know, the classical section is going to be real thin, then, you know, every, uh, uh, the other genres be big. So, you know, uh, but guess what? They call it classical for a reason. It's, it's everlasting. So, you know, this shit is everlasting whether people do it or not. But them foreign countries, they have that shit right. They don't, you know, certain certain stuff they don't they don't lose sight of, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, then what's the last thing we talked about? Off of, off of one ha- one um, salary household. Uh, the last thing was the sextortion. Oh yeah, that, that's some yeah, that's some that's some bullshit. But uh, but oh yeah, I finished the point I was gonna make on that before I went over. With yeah, the extortion, like I say, if you, if you punish people right, and you know stop giving people twenty seven years for firing a warning shot, if you start giving motherfuckers the right amount of time for for some real. What I see now, anything against a kid, I consider the ultimate crime: a kid or a handicapped person or elder person. Because you know, when I was in a different life, that's what I used to tell people. I said, "It's a point I won't cross." Just like Scarface, you're like, "No, nah, I ain't killing no kids, man. Fuck that." You know, so he shot the dudes. I, that's how I think. You know, that's like, but that type of thinking is going away, too. You got people shooting kids and everything. So, like, nah, man. You know, I ain't finna kill no kids and pregnant women and shit, you know. But, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I just think it's uh, it's sad that somebody would have to prey on kids and extort people. I'm like, you got all these pussy out here, man. You got to uh, do that. I mean, shit, man. If you taking all that time, you know, shit, Go down in your wallet a little bit. You know, somebody jump on it. Man, time's hard. Shit. You go up to the average dormitory, man. You shit. You got a few dollars here. You'd you be surprised what you get. You ain't got to start nobody. You know, shit. You know, I mean, how do you want it? Shit. You know, doggy style, whatever. Hell, man. Shit. Get a bitch to dub. Be done with it. But, uh, you know, but, uh,. <laughs> like I say, if they legalize it, they ain't got to do it. You, you, matter of fact, if it was legal, if thirteen thirteen was passed, Doctor Willis, you wouldn't even have to do this type of shit. You you wouldn't <laughs> have to be no pervert. I mean, whatever on your mind, you know. Uh, what do we get for ten dollars? Oh, no, 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 no. But I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he actually dropped no. off. So he didn't hear that. <laughs> but, uh, I gotta hit him up on, on Facebook and let him know but, what he uh, did. But, uh, but, you know, I'm saying, you know, if that, if that price, right, you, you can get, you know, kind of how them barely legal movies got so popular. They would get, like, uh, you know, early 20-something-year-olds that had, like, a kiddish look, and they would just put ponytails on them and stuff. I mean, 
I mean, if push came to shove, these motherfuckers can do that kind of shit. They ain't got to just extort nobody for real. You know, but like I say, you know, um, you know, we always stereotype certain minorities and shit, but, you know, but that's but that's one thing that don't really affect minorities as much is getting hit up by predators because most people know the repercussions going to be. They know that if you fucking open a minority, most of the time it's going to get physical if you get caught. So they ain't going to, you know, they don't do that too fast, so. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know one of the best videos I ever seen. Uh, I think it happened in Detroit. Somebody tried to pull this little girl into a car and half the neighborhood pulled this motherfucker out of his car and beat his ass down. So I see now that's that's, that's how that's you deal just, with that shit. You know, fuck the the judge and the legal terms and all that's that. That's what nah, they do in man. Mexico. You're right, gorillas in the mist. Shit. <laughs> but uh. But a great show, and I hope the people listening can really learn something, and you know, especially about the kids. But I said once, I said a thousand times. Most of the times, kids get in more trouble when they're bored than anything. You know, it don't have to be a sport. You know, it could be the chess club or anything. But you don't need to have a kid, especially going through them puberty years, just sitting at home bored while you at work. That's just that's a death trap, man. I mean. A kid gonna get into some shit. They gonna get in shit anyway, but they gonna really get in shit if they don't have nothing to do. You know. Now, once they get a certain age, you know, well, yeah, you know, they kind of start making their own choices. But you know, shit, man, you ain't got no business having no eight year old is bored. Make this motherfucker get up and join the Boy Scouts or something. He ain't got no business just being bored like that. That's that's bullshit. That's bad parenting. Make that motherfucker get up and do something. Shit. You know, hell. You know, you can't just. Not do nothing, man. You got to do something. Shit, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> like these damn Indian kids. <laughs> I can't even give you a ticker. <laughs> <laughs> you just cut them off like all. <laughs> 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 oh man, okay, he just going off. Call Bobby Willis a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got on. He didn't have enough time. He didn't got enough time to get on the soapbox, get the motherfucker off, and get back on that bitch. Right. That was just tickle over here. Bobby's laughing about it on Facebook. Laughing about it on Facebook. He said it's called dropped. I told him that you unintentionally called him a pervert. <laughs> oh man alright well, I appreciate it y'all for holding it down for me it's been a lot of fun and uh, be sure to join tomorrow same time 10pm eastern on the Talk to Q radio show we talk about how parents can unintentionally teach their kids to lie and uh, whether you believe it or not, all of you have probably done it. And I'll give you some examples on tomorrow. Um, I don't know what the second topic is going to be, but I'll come up with something. And also, be sure to check out the spotlight. Go to thecrystalshow.com. She interviewed me. It aired on yesterday. We're going to break the Internet with this interview or whatever and have a couple billion listens. I think that sounds fair. Um, that's, yeah, that's it's, it's modest, but I think it sounds yeah. fair. A couple about of billion, billion. listeners. About couple of billion. <laughs> right, about billions. 34 <laughs> minutes mm-hmm. of pure entertainment. 
as Crystal gives me an opportunity to shine, like I like to do on her show. You know, normally here I just kind of throw the questions out, let you all do your thing. But this was about the spotlight being on me. So we talked about the show. We talked about the show legends. We talked about the blog. And even got into my personal life a little bit. I didn't mind and everything. I just kind of put things out there. So I had a lot of fun. 34 minutes, pure bliss, break the internet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that sounds like a viral commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that's right up your alley, ain't it, Eminem? He, 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 he gonna have his own damn, damn, damn um, dick pill for long. You gonna call it thirteen, thirteen too? Screwing is cool. <laughs> all right, my yeah. thanks to the show legends and uh, everyone who participated in tonight's show. Huge tweet chat, a bunch of people on Twitter. Uh, so my thanks to all of you, and I shouted all of you out on Twitter as well. Thanks to mbscentral.com, allborrow.com, mall-4-all.com. Um, the upcoming show schedule can be found at talktheq.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Search for T2Q on the Facebook uh, search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite to enjoy my exclusive group. Everyone had a great night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> my name is Quincy. My show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. All over here. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and feel what they think.